Hey guys, welcome to our KCC Church at Home Watch Party. We're so excited to do church with you online. And on that note, let me tell you a little bit about how it's gonna go. We'll be enjoying some awesome worship and an encouraging word from our message series called Good News. Even though we're online, we still want you to be loud and engaging. So drop a comment when you hear something good. Share, like, and invite your friends and family to watch too. There are still ways for you to give. You can visit our website at kcc.net. And with the touch of a button, you'll be able to give on our homepage. Along with that, you can text KCC now to 77977, or you can download the app through the App Store and give through that as well. For KCC kids, the fun isn't over. Parents, we've made it easy for you guys to bring church home. We have interactive video lessons and printable activity pages that can easily be downloaded from our website. All right, KCC, that's everything you need to know. We'll be starting our stream shortly. Enjoy the service.
knees I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God and all my life you have been faithful
Welcome. Thank you for joining us today at Church at Home. My name is Brian. I'm one of the pastors here at KCC. We just appreciate you being with us today, that we get to be in your home as we're worshiping and we get to hear the word this morning. And we just wanted to start with saying thank you so much for all the generous giving. It gives us the opportunity to be able to do the things that we've been doing with worship and the word and getting the gospel out into all these homes. We're really glad that we have this opportunity to do it. Uh, while you're watching this today, one thing I want to encourage you is share. Share as much as you can, get it out there, share with your friends, your family and pages, whatever you got. We want you to share because that way the gospel goes out even to more people. So we're so excited that you get to be able to be a part of this. And today I get to close out in the last of our series of good news. And it's been a fantastic uh, whole series that we've had. Pastor Brody has really laid a really great groundwork when we come to talking about the gospel, what's next. We've had Easter. It's been really great. And so I get the pleasure of closing this out. And uh, I want you to know that the good news is exactly what we're going to be talking about today, what we've been talking about, that God loves you. 
God wants to set you free. God wants you to have a relationship with him. And I want to talk to you from the book of Psalms today. And I want to start with Psalms chapter 46. It says, God is our refuge and our strength and our ever-present help in the time of trouble. If you're watching this from your home, you know that things just aren't the same. Things are a little bit different. We're having church. I'm preaching to an empty room. It's a little bit different. But you know that uh, even as we're in this time, you may be feeling a little bit uh, what I've learned to be called emotionally disoriented. It's a little bit strange that we're home all the time, that uh, maybe the, you know, that the normal rhythms of life have changed. You have kids at home. Maybe your hours got packed, cut back at work. We're having to social distance. One of the things that we hear all the time is that churches aren't meeting. Well, this building that I'm in right now isn't the church. This is just a place where the church goes. Where you are right now is the church. When you're sitting in your living room, you're the church. You're in your kitchen, you are the church. And so if you're watching this, just know the church is meeting and the reach has gone even farther than it's ever gone. But you know that this, there's a lot of tension. There may things have changed. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you have someone in your family that's sick or you're looking at your pantry and the groceries are just looking a little bit bare. Your kids are at home and you're actually having to homeschool for the first time in your life. Or maybe it's going really well, maybe it isn't. But there's a lot of things that are, are, have really changed. Businesses have changed. The economic structure of the world has changed. Maybe you yourself are in a tough spot. Maybe you are sick or you know someone that is sick. Maybe your bills are mounting and they're just getting bigger and bigger. Maybe your marriage is actually in a really tough spot right now because of having to be so close all the time. Just know this, that the message that I want to share with you today is for those of you who are feeling the weight of some of that anxiety, who are feeling the weight of that fear, who are feeling really unsure with things that are happening in life, and that you may just be feeling alone. So I want to start this, this time that we have together with prayer. Lord, thank you for everyone that's watching this right now. Thank you that they get to um, hear your word through what I'm going to say, Lord, that you just, uh, in the rooms and where everyone is watching this, Lord, that, that your presence would be on them, that they would be ready to hear your word, not just to hear your word, but to do what you're asking them to do, Lord, and that you can be the one that is our help in the time of trouble, that you will bring peace to people as we hear this. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to gather, even if it's distant, that we are gathering and we're hearing your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you uh, may suspect that we have spent a lot of time online. If you're at home and you're working from home or maybe you don't even, aren't even working, you're spending a lot of time uh, on Facebook and YouTube, Instagram, whatever it happens to be. And I was actually reading a, a conversation that was be, with someone who had recently just lost a job. And while she was on the, the chat, she was saying she's just feeling the, the weight of not having a job. And she has kids at home. And she's not worried. She's worried how is she going to pay for food? How is she going to pay for the bills? Just like a, we're all maybe feeling that little bit of weight right now. But she had someone in, in the group or in the chat that was actually saying to her and just saying, hey, you got to trust in God. You got to trust in God. This is, this is something that's happening. You got to trust in God. And this is what this lady kept on saying. So you could see that the woman that was encouraging her was someone who, who believed in Jesus. But in that time, as she was going that, she, was, she kept on saying, well, I'm trying to trust in God. I'm trying to trust in him in this time when I just, I can't see that. How do, she's asking the question, how do I trust in God when I don't have a paycheck? How do I trust in God when I don't even see money coming in or how am I going to pay for my car payment? How am I going to get groceries for my kids? She's saying, how can I trust? And 
it's really easy for us to actually say to someone else, um, you need to do these things. It's kind of like the difference between major surgery and minor surgery. If Pastor Brody is getting major surgery, I'm going to say things like, oh, it's just a, a minor thing. It's easy. You know, everyone does it. This is multiple. You know, they do this all day, every day. But the moment I have to get major surgery or, minor, or any kind of surgery, it feels like a major thing to me now. And it's much like that sometimes when we're trying to trust in God, is that it's easy for someone else to say these things. And I can say this to some other people, but as soon as I'm the one that's feeling the weight of the financial. I'm feeling the weight of being stressed out. I'm feeling the weight of the marriage struggling. I'm feeling the weight of the kids being at home. Things change because I, now I'm feeling this weight. Maybe you've lost, you're sick or you've lost a large part of your retirement just in this last few weeks of the things like, maybe you have had your hours cut and you're not sure what's going to happen. And we're at this time where we have to keep social distance. We always use our arms as a social distance. This is not six feet. It's like three. I'm not very tall. This is a really short arm. But we're not shaking hands because of coronavirus. Or are we not shaking hands because we're not sure if that person has toilet paper? You're laughing. I can tell that you're laughing. It's fine. Any time in life is going to be a little bit of a stress, whether or not you're in coronavirus, whether or not you're before or after. My mom always started every morning with reading Psalms and Proverbs. And she always said, I'm going to paraphrase. She always said, a, psalm, a Psalms a day keeps the doldrums away. I'm not even sure if she said it like that. But the truth is, she would read Psalms every morning. And she would say that this was how she would learn how to do the practical things in life by trusting in God. And she always, would always read. Pretty sure at this time in her life, she's been through them probably 50 times. 100 times, 200 times, but she's read them and that's what she always said. So I'm going to start with Psalms chapter 9. It says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Those who trust your name trust you. Such a powerful one, just a few words, that's a super powerful statement. Those who know your name trust you. Which kind of makes sense, because if you're not going to just hand your kids to some stranger you met off the street to watch them or babysit them, you're not going to hand your car keys to someone that just happened to drive or walk by and say, can you drive my car home? You're not going to hand the keys to your house and just let them watch or watch your house if you don't know who they are. You want people that you trust. What we call someone tells us a lot about our relationship. Now, I'm married. My wife's name is Natalie. Some of you know that. And I have many names for her. Uh, some of her, uh, sweetie, love, dear, honey, Nat, all those names and some other names that you don't need to know about. But that's what I call her because we have that kind of relationship. We've been married for a long time. But it's an intimate relationship. I know her heart. She knows my heart. She trusts me. But what about, say, well, we'll use me as an example. What do you call me? Well, if you tuned in to the live stream this morning or tonight, you may notice that or you missed my name as it came up. And you could be thinking, oh, it's that Ryan Brandt guy. And that's who's speaking. Maybe you missed my name on the website and you don't even know that my name is Brian Grant, but you think, oh, it's that Ryan Brandt guy. Or you know of those of you who know this church or you go to this church, you may know me as Pastor Brian. Or even if you're on the staff, you may even call me boss but you know who I am. Said, so, uh, if you call me by my actual first name, you might actually be friends with me. 
You say, Brian, we may have a relationship of some kind. If you know me really well, you're actually calling me some strange nicknames, like Bry Guy, Bry. Uh, Aaron Anthony calls me Brino. I'm not really sure what that is, but it sounds too much like Rhino, and I'm not sure about that, Aaron. But he calls me Brino. That's a nickname because we're friends, and he can call me that. I have three people in my life that call me a very specific name. They call me Daddy. They call me Daddy because I've been with them from the beginning. They trust me. They love me. They know that I'm going to follow through in what I say. And I remember uh, one time, we used to do paper fights in my house. It's a weird thing to fight with. I would come home from work every day at 5, 5.30. We would roll up construction paper. And me and my sons would proceed to wail on each other with paper. It wasn't hard. They were young. And so we'd just fight on the floor. And we'd be wailing on the floor, just doing all kinds of stuff. And yelling and screaming. And they'd be giggling. I remember one time, very particular, our living room was right here, and right off our living room was a set of stairs. <laughs> and Rainin, he was about six or seven, <clears throat> he just, we're wheeling him on him, he's on top of me, and he turns, and he, and he just starts running. And so he runs towards the stairs, and you know, me being dad, I'm not going to let him get away from me, I need to capture my child and show him who's the most dominant. And so I turn and I run, I go up to the stairs. And as I'm reaching the bottom of the stair, he's on the sixth or seventh. He turns, looks at me and says, catch me and throws himself off of the stairs. Now I'm looking up like this and I see this, he's not very heavy, but I see this body coming towards me and I, he hit me in my shoulder. I wrap my arms around him and I started going backwards as one foot slipped and I turned and I fell my back and I slid to the bottom of the floor. And I'm out of breath because I hit my back and he's laughing like it's the best thing that's ever happened. Daddy, let's do it again. Ha ha. And my wife comes and she looks at me and she's like, you okay? And I'm breathing heavy. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm fine. And finally I lift him up and I said, son, why did you do that? Why did you do that to me? I said, because you're my dad. In that name, he looks at me with trust because he knows my name. He can trust that if he throws himself off the seventh step of a flight of stairs, that dad's going to catch him. What we call someone tells us a lot about a relationship. What do you call God? In this time when we have so much more time to be able to focus on our relationship with God, our relationship with our wife or our kids, let's focus on the one about God. What are you calling God in this time? Because there's some really interesting names out there about the name People call him the big guy in the sky. I don't know, the second star from the left. I don't know what you're calling God. And Jesus had a very specific name for him, and it was Abba. In Aramaic, that actually, or, or, or Arabic, it actually meant uh, father or dad or daddy. What we call God reflects our relationship with him. Psalms chapter 9 says, to those who know your name, they trust in you. So today I wanted to bring us through a series of you are statements that are actually the attributes of God, the character of who he is, and that he is someone that never fails. He's always with us. He's always near. You've heard me say before, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Today, these are you are statements that we can actually have in our heart in this time. And this is the best news you're going to hear that the God of the universe, and I'm going to say this again, the one that created heavens and earth wants to have a relationship with you. This is the best news. If you've given your life to Jesus, that's some of the best news. The other part of the best news is that God loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. Psalms 22 says, but you, O Lord, do not be far from me. It says, you are my strength. Here's our first you are statement. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. 
When you are weak, God's strength is made perfect. When you are weak, God's strength is made perfect. Every weakness, and something I've learned in my life, every weakness that I have is an opportunity for me to experience God's strength, to experience God's power, and to experience God's love. Every weakness that I have, if I'm willing to let that go. We may be living in a time where it's fear-driven. Maybe you're reading the news, you're on YouTube, Facebook, all of these things. You know that maybe that's what you're feeling. You're just feeling an anxiousness. But he's asking us that if you give God your weakness, he will give you his strength. And you just have to let go. I remember about a year and a half ago, I'm at the gym with my friend named Aaron. And uh, he's been told stories about now by Pastor Brody and myself. But he's taller than I am, quite a bit thicker than I am, got big arms, he's manly. And we're sitting at the gym. And I'd been going for about six months. And so I'm feeling pretty... I'm feeling like I got some skills and there's a, you know, I've been here for a while. I got some good endurance and strength and I am sitting at the gym and we just finished our warm up, and he's like, Hey, what do you want to do? And I said, Hey, Aaron, you choose. So he decided that we're going to do ascending sitting shoulder presses, starting at 25, working our way up to 55. I haven't really done these very often, but I didn't want to tell him that. And this is just the second, maybe the third time I've done this. So we're doing the 25 and I'm doing these shoulder presses. I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm Superman because I'm doing 25 pounds on either arm. Then we get to the 35 and I'm like, oh, th- this is good. I get to about the number seven or eight and I'm like, oh no, there's something going on. I'm feeling the weight of this. Then I get to the 45 pounds and I can barely get them off the floor. But again, I'm just pretending that everything's good because Aaron's right there. And as we get to like number five, I'm six, maybe seven. I actually got to here and I kind of just let go. But I knew that Aaron was behind me holding on my arms so I could actually make the final one. So it, it made it seem in the moment that I actually did all 10. I only did about five and he did the rest just by bringing my arms up. But what I did was, as I was at the top, I knew that he was there. I trusted him and I let go. And he, with his strength, made sure that I was able to make it. He doesn't even know the story. He'll find out on this weekend that this is what actually happened. But I let go of my weakness and said, God, I want you to be my strength because you are my strength. Psalms chapter 31. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are, here's the you are statement, you are a faithful God. Nothing in life is always faithful. But we know that God is always faithful. Circumstances change. People change. Things happen in life. The economy, if we're looking at it, is not consistent. But this scripture says, Lord, you are a faithful God. One of the translations actually adds the word always in it. You are always faithful. This is the truth about God. 2 Timothy chapter 2 says, if you are unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. What a powerful thing that God is faithful that even when we aren't, he still is. Man, there's been so many times in my life I've not been faithful. I've not been able to follow through. I've been incorrect. I've been, I've been unfaithful in with the things that I promised God and said that this is what, what, Lord, I've failed you over and over, but he remains faithful. That's a powerful you are statement. Psalms chapter 65 says, you are faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. Oh God, our Savior, you are. Here's the next you are. You are the hope of everyone on earth 
even those who sail on distant seas. God, you are my hope. Our hope is not in a person. It's not in a leader. It's not in a movement. It's not in a government. It's not in a system. It's not even in medicine. It's none of those things. God, you are my hope. Our hope is in the one who is all-powerful, present with us at all times. God who spoke this world into being, that's where our hope lies. And this is the God that wants to have a relationship with you. This is the best news. Because we can be free because of what he did for us. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I love this. Those who hope in the Lord, God, you are my strength. You will renew my strength. Soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint. You've probably heard that scripture before. This begins with the you are my strength statement. Those who know God's name, those who know him personally, intimately will trust in him. So we have three. God, you are my strength. God, you are always faithful. God, you are my hope. And here's the next one. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are, here's the next one, you are near. God, you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. The book of James says every time you draw near to God, he draws near to you. Sounds like a promise. These are things of, of the attributes of God. This is a promise. If you give God your weakness, he gives you your strength. You want to draw near to God, he will draw near to you. People have this view of God sometimes that he's far off, that he's distant, that he's not involved. But God, in fact, is a loving, caring, compassionate God that loves you and wants to be in relationship with you. What do you call God? My strength. God, you're always faithful. God, you are my hope. God, you are always near. Those who know him will trust him. Oh Lord, you are so good. This is from the New Living Translation. Such a good, good. They add the word so. God, you are so good to me. You're so ready to forgive. You're so unfeeling love. You're so full of unfeeling love for all who ask for help. God just isn't good. He's so good. He's a good God and he loves you. Even the unrighteous give good gifts to their children so much more that God gives us those gifts. He wants us to have the gifts. I remember sitting with uh, Pastor Brody. We had uh, um, met with someone in the hospital, actually two people in this last year. And I actually had time to spend with, uh, actually with both of them beforehand, and so did Pastor Brody. But I remember he, they passed away eventually of uh, respiratory issues. But while he was sitting in the hospital, knowing that if God doesn't heal him, this is what's going to happen, he said to me, he said, God is good. He knew in the worst time that God was still good. Why? Because he trusted in his name. He had actually built a relationship with God that had proven that God was good. God is good even in the times when economics are great. God is good even when the times in the economic times are bad. God is good even when you're healthy. God is good even if you're sick. God is good even if your marriage is going really well. God is still good if your marriage is struggling. God is still good if your kids are at home instead of at school. God is still good. And the thing that I love about this is that God is ready to forgive. That's what that scripture says. He's ready to forgive. God is so ready to forgive. 
If we confess our sins, God is just ready to forgive us. So we have all of these things. God, you are my strength. God, you are always faithful. God, you are my hope. God, you are always near. God, you're so good. God, you're so ready to forgive me. These are attributes of who God is. That's going to bring you closer in relationship with him. And even more so to discovering what your purpose is. This is the real truth about being a believer is that God doesn't love you more or less when you behave a certain way. He loves you the way you are. You can't buy your way into his love. You can't perform better into his love. He loves you the way that you are. Psalms chapter 118 says, God, you are my God. So we've come from a place of you are my strength. Maybe it wasn't a God that you knew into a place of now I've built a relationship with you and I can trust you. Now you are my God. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. I remember when I was, I, I grew up in this church. This has been my, my church for many, many years. And I remember I was about 17. My parents had split up about four, when I was like 12 or 13 years old. And I had made a decision to follow Christ when I was sick. Six. We had all, we've been there. We all made decisions to follow Christ. Or some of us made decisions to follow Christ when they were young. Um, but I did with mine when I was six. But I realized over the years that um, I didn't have a relationship with him, especially as I got older. And I remember I didn't want to serve the Lord. I didn't want to know God. I knew of him. And I'd, I'd been going to church. I grew up going to this church. I knew of God, but I didn't have a relationship with God. And so I remember going to a to Chilliwack for a missions trip. And second night that we're there, I had an experience with the Lord that completely changed my perspective of being the God that I knew of to the God that I knew. I went from being saying, God, you are my strength. And maybe that's a thing that happens. Maybe it isn't. I see my mom relies on you for strength or my family relies on you for strength, but I don't have that relationship with you to going to, I have this relationship with God and it's you are my strength. You are my God, and I will give you all the praise. And in that time, I spent all those years, and in that experience, I just, everything changed because I was willing to let go of the things that God, or the things that I was holding on to that was preventing me from knowing him. Now, it's not like in that moment, all of my troubles just washed away. But what did happen was I had a hope that was different than I ever had before because I let go. My question is, in this time that we're moving and we're having to, to shift everything, can you say that God is your God? Can you call on him and cry out and say, God, you are my God? Because if you're feeling the weight of these things, all of these you are statements are the best news you're ever going to hear because he is and he is faithful. So if you're hurting, you have to tell him. I am 100% convinced that in our anger, bitterness, frustration, anxiety, lack of hope, any one of those things that you have that is going on in your life, that you can tell them to God and he's not going to run away from you because he created us. He knows what those feelings are. But he wants you to trust in him to move in a direction where the anxiety and the weight of those things is on his shoulders, not on yours. How do you know and how do you trust in God? How do you know when you're, you're looking at your bank account and you're down to pennies and you know you have diapers to buy? 
How do you know that you have no job coming up and there's, there's no opportunity for you to pay those bills? How do you trust God when you're feeling anxious? How do you trust God when you're feeling depressed? How do you trust God through all these things? Because we have to know the name of Jesus because that's the most powerful of names. What we call someone tells us a lot about their relationship. You may be sitting here and thinking you don't have that relationship with Jesus that you want. You say maybe your mom has that or you see your pastors have it or your friends have that relationship and you're not sure how to proceed and you're not sure how to move forward past that. And here's something that it's just a matter of letting go and saying, God, this is who you are. It says when you are weak, God is your strength. When the world feels unstable, God, you are always faithful. When you're anxious, unsure, afraid, God, you are my hope. When you feel isolated, hurting, and alone, God is near. When you mess up, when you fail, God is good, and his grace covers all of that. God is so ready to forgive. He's so ready and so full of his unfailing love. And Pastor Brody spoke on Easter just about talking about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. This is the good news. Is that no matter where you're at in your life, no matter what's going on right now, that Jesus wants to have that relationship with you. When can you know and when do you know in your life that you want to have a relationship with Jesus? Not just the one, um, Pastor Brody says this all the time. He said, we don't have the relationship of our family. We don't have the relationship with God of our church. We have a personal relationship with Jesus. When do you want to move from that place of just knowing of him to knowing him? Because the weight that you're feeling can completely change the moment that you let go and say, God, I want you to take this weight. And so I want to pray. I want to pray for the two, I have two Two things I want to pray for. First, I want to pray for that group of people that just know Jesus already and are feeling that weight. So let's pray. Lord, you know the people that are sitting in their living rooms right now that are watching this stream for wherever they are. Lord, that are feeling anxiety, that they're feeling weight, they're feeling concern, they're feeling unsure, they're feeling all of these things that are just weighing them down. Lord, that you show them in this moment right now that they can trust you because they know you and that you are their strength. That they can move forward in life. That the good news is that the God of the universe that created all of this, that loves them, wants to have a relationship with them. And that weight would just come off and they would have a deeper relationship than they've ever had before with you. Lord, that you just give them peace in their house. Give them peace in their mind. Give them peace if they're still working at their jobs, Lord, and that we know that you are in control of all of this, Lord. And the second group I want to pray for, if you're with us for the very first time, and this is the time that you've never, you've logged on from wherever, you just happen to come across our stream, and you want to experience peace, you want to experience that strength, you want to have a relationship with Jesus because you're feeling something in your heart right now, I want to pray with you, and you're, I want you to repeat after me after we say these things. And then I want you to let us know that you gave your life to Jesus in this moment so we can celebrate that with you and point you in the right direction and get to know you a little bit better. But I want you to pray with us, so close your eyes with me. Dear, dear Lord, I know that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. 
I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to experience your strength, your faithfulness, your hope, and your nearness to me. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you've said that today, like I said, we want to know. Just let us know through the website, through Facebook, however you're watching this, please let us know that you gave your life to Jesus. And I want to leave you with something today, something that uh, is, was something that was on my heart this week to actually share with you. And it's the, something that we say at the end of every service. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you peace. Thanks so much for joining us today.
message we heard today. If you made that choice to follow Jesus, we are so excited for you. 
Let us know in the comments or you can visit our website, scroll to the bottom and fill out a connection card. It's the best choice that you could ever make and we want to connect and celebrate with you. Greater days are ahead. We give because Jesus gave everything so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Partner with us to see growth in your own life, community, church family, and missions worldwide. As we said before, you can give by visiting our website at kcc.net. With the touch of a button, you'll be able to give on our homepage. Along with that, you can text KCC now to 77977, or you can download our app through the App Store and give through that as well. Thanks for being a part of our church this morning. Wherever you may be, we're glad that you chose to join us online. Until we return to our on-campus Sunday services, we love to connect with you through email, connection card on the website, or through our social platforms. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with all of our latest news on Sunday services, events, and opportunities to be together. We hope you have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you next week.